0: I. Welcome to another episode of Paulton Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paulton. and today I've got Diane Kibbe. She's the uh, global head of community for Premier Farnell. They're a very uh, large distributor in the electronics space. Uh, actually, they're one of the largest, but that's not the issue here. We brought Diane on board to talk about the engineering community and what's going on in the space, and obviously, as a distributor, not only do they have a vested interest in it, but they're also... Uh, part of the process itself. Isn't that right, Diane? Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you. That's exactly right. Um, So the Element 14 community is really a lot about inspiring new innovation. Um, So we're always featuring new product innovations from our suppliers and what our customers are actually doing with these products.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's a moving target, right? Because every time, and it's a shuffling target because as one area advances, it creates a cascade that forces the other areas to advance, and sometimes it's occurring on so many multiple fronts, it's very difficult for an engineer to keep track of all of the innovations.
1: It is, and uh, we do that in a number of ways. Um, We do road tests on a regular basis, which allow our members to actually sign up and test new products coming to market. And then another big way we do that is through our um, design challenges. So we're very focused on inspiring new innovation um, and having different challenges that allow our, our members to actually use these in different design challenges. Um, and these include things like the, the inductive sensing, um, the Smarter Home Challenge, where we had our members actually design things to automate things in their home that we could use on a day-to-day basis. And then one of the more exciting ones is what one I want to tell you about today is the Forget-Me-Not Challenge, which kind of brings in a little bit about um, IoT as well as, again, home automation.
0: Well, when I hear forget-me-not, I think of the flower.
1: Exactly. But it's actually more about forgetting to do things when you leave on vacation or forgetting to turn things off when you leave the room. So the Forget-Me-Not Design Challenge, it's a global design competition where we're asking engineers to develop new applications in the field of home monitoring and automation. Right. Right.
0: Well, no, no, actually, Diane, please continue, but but since you did pause, I might as well jump in and, and, and do the follow-up and say, frankly, that's a very, very important space, because not only is it important in the area of home automation and efficiency, that added layer of security and safety benefits everybody.
1: It does. And I think, you know, if you look at what our members are submitting, it's all around taking... Um, You know, this new technology, you know, using IoT and actually making it affordable and accessible to everyone. So our members are being asked to solve common everyday problems for people, you know, such as remembering whether or not you've locked the front door, um, left the oven on, um, and locked your windows before you leave on vacation. And it's allowing them to use technology that we're giving them around energy harvesting, sensors, um, and IoT to actually um, link it up with your smartphone to automate
0: well, exactly, and and that's a big thing, Diane, and this is something that's come up in conversations and interviews that we've had before, is uh, I've pitched it to other people and have heard it back from some of, the in, of my guests as well, the whole aspect of where the smart grid meets the Internet of Things, that's going to be a very porous area with a lot of overlap, and there are going to be issues of hierarchy, there are going to be issues of power management, uh, a lingua franca, that these devices can all communicate with some way of under- making sure that the commands are going to be understood properly.
1: Yep, exactly. And, you know, it's, while this still this big um, and, and encompasses so many areas, whether, you know, it's interconnecting a whole city or monitoring patients in a hospital down to, you know, even some of the wearable technology, we, we use these design challenges excuse me, we use these design challenges to really focus on a certain area. So while we're just focusing in home automation and security and connecting those things, it really allows us to see the future and the bigger picture um, that this can actually work on.
0: Understood, understood. And so now why don't you give us a little bit of some detail on this, because obviously um, there are a lot of layers and levels when you start talking about home automation, especially when it comes to things like integrating security, and as you were saying this, forget me not, have you started seeing entries yet on this, or are we teeing up to the point where we will start getting entries on this? Can you talk about some of that?
1: Sure. In fact, we actually just ended the entry period, and to date, it's been our most successful design challenge, where we've had over 214 very detailed entries. It's the most global competition we've done to date with members from Bangladesh, uh, Nepal, Nigeria. Um, So let's just say it's from Netherlands to New Zealand, from Brazil to Belgium, and even Australia to Austria. Um, And these entries are really, really run the gamut between professional design engineers. Um, Some of them are from students. Some of them are from acclaimed electronics enthusiasts. Um, and they cover so many areas. Um, In fact, I was reviewing some of the applications earlier. Um, And just to give you an example of some of them, Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, a lot of entries around just general security, um, but we also have um, members that are actually trying to take a kind of a high-tech version of this old house. One of them is taking a 100-year-old Victorian home and making it the have the latest and greatest smart home IoT automation. Um, we have another member trying to make a connected smart oven um, where you can actually uh, sit on the couch and with your webcam kind of get a live feed of what's happening in the oven as well as – There you um, go. Yeah, that's something we can all probably relate to. Um, and then there's a lot around um, really doing, like, home automation systems for the elderly. So kind of giving you a way to, to monitor um, someone's activity in their home without, you know, being, being, being intrusive. So making sure that, you know, the heat's at the right, at the right temperature, that someone's actually opening the refrigerator mm-hmm. at a regular basis and opening the pantry. Um, and even uh, there was one really cool idea around a smart greenhouse. So
0: Very you know, nice. monitor,
1: yeah, monitoring the soil and the temperature and the humidity and making sure that it's all done automated to keep everything in the greenhouse really functioning well. It's going to be really tough to choose our competitors.
0: I can imagine, Diane. Well, and, and especially when you start talking about that whole aspect of assisted living slash outpatient slash life enhancement technologies, that's really an area where it's all going to start to blur and frankly that may actually start making things more difficult in some regulatory aspects because if you start thinking about that if it's once you start talking about medical patients touching it you might have to start worrying about medical power supply regulations
1: right and then there's you know then there's the whole data security aspect right because
0: all of this oh my is- goodness yes
1: yeah, that's, that's always a concern, and a lot of, you know, we've had a number of webinars for our members, so they can really get a feel for what some of this technology we're giving them as part of the competition. Um, they'll be using the Raspberry Pi B+, Plus, um, a great accessory called the InOcean Pi, um, the InOcean Sensor Kit, and even a Tektronix oscilloscope. So we're giving them this whole kit of things that they can use to actually build these applications, as well as you know, $500 to actually build any – or I should say acquire any additional materials that they might need.
0: Very nice. I mean, that is quite an ambitious contest because a lot of places offer to judge, but very few offer to help. And I think that's a big, big thing, and I want to really laud you guys and gals over there for doing that because I think it's – especially when you start talking about some of these uh, kids, guys and gals, both, that are – right at the edge of being able to afford to go to class and right at the edge of being able to work at a facility. And then, wow, maybe I have the opportunity to do some development, but I don't have time to work in the lab and I don't have access to the equipment. So being able to get that kind of support from you is really a big thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, and we love these um, competitions, and I, everyone can actually see what's going on. So once we, once we choose the competitors, they'll be blogging on a weekly basis about their um uh, kind of their whole process that they're going through, and it concludes in late October. So up until then, you know, you can easily go to the Element 14 community and see their progress, and you'll really feel the excitement that they have, and also their frustration because certain things aren't going to work that they try.
0: (laughs) Well, that's always the way in engineering, isn't it? Yep. There you go. So now, Diane, is there anything else about the event uh, or any coming events that you'd like to talk about before we close out the episode?
1: Yeah, I would just say that um, we have a number of design challenges uh, going on right now. So as well as um, uh, this one, there's the Internet of the Backyard, which again is, is very IoT-based um, and is about kind of monitoring things or automating things kind of in your backyard. It's got kind of a summer theme. So whether or not you know, you're trying to automate uh, your barbecue, um, say have some kind of a sensor that's um, monitoring any activity around your pool, so it's really, it's kind of a, a fun campaign but, or a design challenge, but it's also using um, a brand new board from TI. Um, there's also the Hats Off Wearable Challenge, which is going on right now, um, using new wearable technology and, and kind of the idea of developing a hat, um, or the, the latest in the form of a hat that actually also does monitoring um, to see, you know, uh, using wearable technology.
0: Got it, got it. Well, that's also an easy way to tr- to port it from uh, outfit to outfit. You don't have to, like, disassemble it from your jacket or something. Exactly. There you go. Well, also, Diane, I always give my guests the opportunity to have the last word. Uh, so that way, if we missed anything or if you wanted to talk some more about the company or your strategic vision or just a tip for the audience, this is your opportunity because uh, you have the floor.
1: Okay. Again, I would just um, remind everyone to check out uh, the Element 14 community um, because it really is a hub of over 250,000 global engineers you know, talking about the latest in technology and really showing how all of these new products from our suppliers are working. Of course, it makes it super easy to go on and buy the products as well, um, but it's really a hub of a lot of new innovation going on.
0: Very nice. And I agree. It's so beautiful what's going on with all of this really synergistic development. I mean, the maker revolution is there as well, feeding the flames, as it were, of development. I'm really loving what's going on right now. And I'm really glad that we had you on board to talk about some of these very nice things. Now, where can people go to take a look to get some idea of what's available to participate in and get and uh, sign up?
1: Okay. Um, I would just go to element14.com. Um, that goes straight to the community, and there you can really get a flavor for all of the design competitions going on, um, as well as the road tests where our members are actually um, trialing out new products. It's really easy to sign up for a road test. Um, you can kind of see the whole calendar of products um, that are being offered up and really just get on and say how you're going to use that product, and you'll be selected for a road test if your idea is a good one.
0: Very nice. So, Diane, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I, I really like to let the audience know, especially when there's uh, interesting and fun stuff they can get involved in, in this uh, space. So, thanks so much for coming by the show. You're
1: welcome, and uh, let's let's get together again, and I'll tell you how the uh, entries are going and who actually wins the competition.
0: You know that's going to happen, Diane. Thank you so much for offering because I was going to ask you anyway. So, <laughs> All right. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us because obviously we wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paulton on Power. Have a great day.